Just give me a chance. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as maybe Ace Ventura, maybe Stanley Ipkiss, maybe some other character titles from In Living Color, The Mask. Shit, I already said The Mask. Anyways, Jim Carrey. You know Jim Carrey, and if you don't, you've had your head in the sand or up Donald Trump's butt for like, I don't know how long. I don't know why I said Donald Trump. Just came to mind, and because he's got a lot of shit up his butt. Anyway, so what I'm going to talk about today is Jim Carrey and when I met him. And the title of this episode, however long it goes, is Jim Carrey Goat or Escape Goat. Goat, self-explanatory, greatest of all time. Is he the greatest of all time? Or is he an escape artist masquerading as the greatest of all time? I would never, ever say that. This is just devil's advocate debate. In my opinion... There are three comics, personally from my background, and I would put a couple others up in there that have, that have just had unreal impact on comedy and filmmaking in general. Charlie Chaplin, Robin Williams, and Jim Carrey. And you can throw in Dave Chappelle and Richard Pryor uh, and Eddie Murphy in that same category. But personally, from what I consumed, Jim Carrey is one of the big three on, you know, and to be determined of the fourth of Mount Rushmore of comedy. He can act comedically. He, his stand-up comedy is unrivaled by only, you know, matched only by, you know, Robin Williams. Those two are, you know, it's like who can do more coke at the same time and just, I'm quicker, no, I'm quicker, no, I'm quicker, no, I'm quicker. How, like, it's insane how fast and quick those guys' mind works. So when you have people's minds that work that, that fast, you're trying to keep up with everything. And that's kind of crazy at some point, which is why Jim Carrey probably took some time off. So, escape goat, where did he go? Why was he not doing comedy? Well, sometimes people just want to, you know, take a break. We all get to do it. Why can't they? So, I'm going to tell you about when I met Jim Carrey at Los Angeles County Museum of Art, better known as LACMA, here in Los Angeles, when I was working there for a short time at this French contemporary artist exhibit called the Pierre Huyg Retrospective. It was a retrospective of this guy's career and they needed somebody to stand in the front and announce everybody in. <laughs> like, like, you're at the old French court, like I'm a fucking court jester, standing there like, may I have your first and last name, please? Oh, uh, my name is Steve Smith. And I go, Steve Smith! And everyone feels existentially present when they hear their name, and that's the whole point of the art thing. Hey, art. Anyways, I got that job maybe two or three months after I moved to L.A. I was out of my league, People like Brad Pitt, Leo, who doesn't need a last name, you know who I'm talking about when I say Leo, Diane Keaton, and, and many others came through, Will Ferrell, and I met them, and that was awesome. They were great, it's, and they all lived up to their character expectations. They were all great. But for me, I lost it when Jim Carrey came in. Though, first off, the, the security guards were going, uh, uh, code blue, code blue. And I go, what the fuck does a code blue mean? And they go, Oh, that means we have a big A-lister coming through that's gonna, that we need to be attentive of. <laughs> it was Jim Carrey that walks in. And I go, oh, fuck, yeah, you do need to be attentive. I don't know what the hell he's going to do, which is a good thing. I love that. I love living in that world. 
So he, he walks up with, with our, you know, escort, you know, these guys get escorted or whatever. And, and at the time he was with two adults, two other adults, and then a female who I believe was his girlfriend at the time who may or may not be the one I don't remember. So I don't want to be on record of saying it was the one who now is, is past, but I don't know if it was her. I don't know if it was, regardless, it doesn't matter. It's not important to the story, but he came through, watched me for a minute. I'm trembling. Because that's like watching your crush of all time <laughs> watch you work. It's very nerve-wracking. Luckily, I wasn't, you know, on stage with a microphone or else I probably would have just farted in the microphone and said, look, shit. <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. So he watches me, want, you know, announce and work all these people coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Smith. Joe Blow coming, you know, you just announce him like the French court coming in. After I announce the three people he was with, he walks in and kind of leans in and whispers to me and goes, so you have to say any name I give you? And looked at me kind of like, uh, are you ready for this? And I go, oh shit, yep, I do. Thinking he's going to give me some crazy name, like, you know, some who, you know, who knows? It's Jim Carrey. But no, he just said, say John Ritz. Say John Ritz. And he like looked in there like, oh, what's about to happen? And in my mind, I quickly, you know, going through all the roles he's ever done or the roles he might be doing, what character's named John Ritz? What character's not named John Ritz? Nothing came to mind. And I pride myself on being able to quote movies and, and state Jim Carrey things to a perfection. So I know for a fact John Ritz was not a character in his career. Or I missed it which is very possible because I'm human and not perfect. Although some people say, anyways, I won't get into that. That's a different episode. But I couldn't figure it out. Soon as I announced John Ritz, he goes, ah, and starts keeling over laughing. Just starts cracking up, covers his mouth. He goes, <laughs> you, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. And just walks in the gallery, enjoys it, and continues on about his day literally mind-fucking the shit out of me because I do not know to this day who or what or why he told me to say John Ritz. No idea. No clue. And if it means something to him, then cool. That's, I'm not going to you know, pry into that. But that is crazy. And he walks through, walks on the back, and comes back out and continues to watch me announce people going in still. And I see him out of my peripheral vision and I go, I look over to him, give him this like, hey, how you doing? Kind of head nod, like, I'm still here. Hey, uh, I'm watching you watch me. And he just points at me again and goes, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. Now, I don't know if he was referring to me because I didn't do anything or the actual, like, what I was doing. What I was doing was funny. Like, but now that he, he paints and does a lot of art, I can consider myself Jim Carrey's muse. Like, I'm his muse. I think I helped him come back into comedy. And you're welcome, everyone. So, that probably didn't happen. But, it, in my head, I can totally say that it did. But, meeting him did happen. That story actually happened. He didn't come back into comedy because he met me. Maybe he did. Probably not. But, where did he go? Why did he try to escape like a scapegoat, that's the term that I've been using. 
Why has he been trying to escape? Well, you know, have you been doing a job for 20 plus years? You might want to change your pace too. I don't care if it's entertainment, comedy, cow tipping, or fucking baseball. These people retire after 15, 20 years and move on to different endeavors. Like, you know, because they don't want to do it anymore. Especially in an industry that comes with criticism and not just from critics, but from just fans and people alike. You put your heart and soul into stuff and someone shits on it in two minutes. You go, "Ah, that sucked. And you're like, okay, well, your opinion fucking sucks. Don't watch my movies. And I get it. Especially being here, being an actor, comic, struggling, uh, excuse me, aspiring. I get it, right? Now he's kind of come full circle. You see, you saw the depth of Jim Carrey through his movies. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, Truman Show, dabbled on it. Just like Robin Williams, they dabble in these dark roles. And then you see the talent. You see the fucking genius of it. And you can't ignore it. That's why Robin Williams won an Oscar for, uh, what's it called? Goodwill Hunting. Because when you do get an insight into the real thoughts of these people's genius com- comedic minds, brains, there's a dark side that truth comes from. And so when a lot of comics go dark, they talk about truth. And that's true. That's redundant. But you know what I mean. But, okay, so it's a fact. Let's not use that word again. It's a fact that all comics have dark thoughts of some point. Because you have to make light of certain situations that happen in your life. That's why we joke. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm talking about you for. But that was not a dark moment. That was like a fucking awesome moment. Um, but it was like, it was like a shot of heroin for me. It was like, well, I don't know what heroin is. I've never done it. And I never will. So, But I imagine it was a euphoric, it was a euphoric rush when he came around me. People just have that presence. And Jim Carrey had it. I mean, growing up, this guy was the most influential comic in my life other than Robin Williams and Charlie Chaplin. Those three are my Mount Rushmore, my, my th- three-head version of Mount Rushmore. Fourth is to be determined. I'll put Dave Chappelle up there, actually, or Richard Pryor. You know, all, whatever. doesn't matter. Pick one. They're all just fucking as good as the next one. They're all amazing. But I used to wear... I grew up in Ohio, so this kind of helped me relate to people, but they didn't really know how I was relating to them. I wore those WWJD bracelets... And they thought it was like, oh, yeah, he's God, you know, uh, you know, he likes Jesus. And what would Jesus do? No, every time I was in a situation, I looked at my band and said, what would Jim do? What would Jim Carrey do? Luckily for me, his initials, JC, are the same as the big man upstairs' initials. So I didn't really have to go too far to mask who I was talking about. And people, fortunately for me, didn't really catch on that quickly. So, you know, I learned pretty quickly that, you know, just stick to initials. Don't really do all that stuff. But you know what I mean. And, and it was amazing. You know, it, it, and personally, Jim Carrey has single-handedly, if ever I'm depressed, here's, here's, here's a tip if you're ever depressed or in a funk. Go back and watch your favorite comedian's book of work from the beginning until now. It'll chew you right up, I promise you. Because as soon as I watched it, I go, man, I suck. I am really not good. I got a lot of work to do, and this guy is just up here riffing like it's nothing. And that's unreal. So, that's my experience with Jim Carrey. He is not an scapegoat. He is the GOAT, if not tied, with Charlie Chaplin, Robin Williams, Dave Chappelle, and Eddie Murphy. 
and Richard Pryor. So, and George Carlin, excuse me. So, Jim, if you're listening, JC, if you're listening, hear my call. I feel like I'm in Bruce Almighty talking to you as God, but I'm not Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman voice. That was more like James Earl Jones. Kind of crossed it up a little bit right there, so that's my bad. I got to work. See, got to work on my impressions more. I actually do a pretty decent Michael Jackson impression, but I can't do it right now because I need kid volunteers for it. So it kind of hinders things doing it in private. Sorry, that was too soon. Anyways, I digress. On to the next one, where I don't know what the next episode will be, but I had to share my experience with Jim Carrey and kind of tell everyone that, listen, this guy is the GOAT. Do not, don't you dare tell me that he is crazy right now. And don't you dare tell me that he is in some existential crisis. No, bro. No, sis. This dude is on it. He is far ahead of where we could ever hope to be. And Jim, if you're listening, let's work. I'll play you in a movie. You know, I'll play your son. I'll play your lover. That's, it's method. It's whatever. Hit me up. Speaking of hit me up, follow me on Instagram, at BD Stelter, on Facebook, Twitter, and hey, why not? If you're bored, check out my IMDb. Later, y'all. Hope you have a good day. And just like in true fashion, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ha, ha, ha.